Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and it's a beautiful, rainy Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and some of you are probably watching the Super Bowl right now as we speak. Um, I'm sitting here doing the radio show because that's my job at 6.30 on Sunday nights. And what we do here on the Weekly Weather is we talk about the week ahead and what you can do and how you can work with the energy and what what it feels like energetically and how to work with it positively. Now, we are in eclipse season. The eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. There was an eclipse last week on the the, uh, full moon, and there will be an eclipse in two weeks on February 15th on the new moon. And what eclipses do is there are moments in time when we face cardinal choices we face karmic choices not cardinal choices we're asked to make a choice and choose the path of our life sometimes um life chooses for us and we feel like hey hey wait wait but i wasn't quite done with that and they kind of clear your plate and they say yeah you are we got to go now the restaurant's closing um other times you make the decision yeah i got to clear the plate this isn't really it's okay but it's not really what i want and I need to move on. Um, And other times it's like some combo of the three of them. (coughs) You, the sun, the moon, and the nodes. And so the nodes are the dragon's head and the dragon's tail, and they invite us. Now, in this case, the sun is hanging out with the south node. So it's releasing energy. It's releasing things and letting things leave us or inviting things to leave us that we no longer need. And we may really feel like we need them. And the and the nodes go, nah, not so much. You don't really need that. And you're kind of like, but, but, but. And it goes, nah, not so much. No, I don't really need that. And you have to honor that. You have to kind of, you, I mean, you can totally protest. I'm, I'm a firm believer in protesting. But don't hang on to it. Protest, complain, whine, throw yourself on the couch, kick your feet, jump, on, jump up and down in your bed, go, no, 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 no. But let it go. Just say, okay, okay, probably should let this go. Yeah, <clears throat> time to let it go. Excuse me for coughing. Um, time to let it go. And what happens when you let it go? It creates a new space. Now, from the full moon, which was last week, to the new moon, which is next week on the 15th, we're in waning mode. The moon is getting smaller. So you need to be getting stuff out of your life. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. I want you to think about, and the idea here is to help the stuff leave. Help the stuff that doesn't really work for you anymore, doesn't really serve you, isn't really part of your path, doesn't bring you joy. Help it go. You know, invite it to go. Encourage it to go. Give it to somebody else. Somebody else might want it. But you're done with it. You know, your old stuff is someone else's treasure. Um, And if you honor that and you encourage it to find its new home, to have a new direction, to give it a give it a give it a send off, give it a hoo ha, off you go. Let me go take you to the new place. Now last week we talked about both Venus and the Sun going into the node of fate and kind of zapping it. And this week Mercury goes into the node of fate and releases because last week he went into Aquarius. And so our ideas change, or ideas about what we want to do change. And interestingly, this is a one-page week. It's a fast week, but never let one-page weeks make you think that (laughs) it doesn't mean stuff's not happening. It just means it's happening in a way that you want to kind of go, 
oh, okay, that's what's happening, got it, and then give it permission, give it allowances, give it a, an encouraging hoo-ha, let's go do this, um, because the energy of it is really, really important to allow us all <clears throat> to go, yes, it's a one-page week and a powerful one indeed. So it's a releasing energy going to the new moon on the on the 15th, and because the nodes of Fader and Leo and Aquarius, and the south node is in Aquarius, what you're jettisoning, what you're letting go, is stuff you don't need to go forward to your north node in Leo, the path you're supposed to be on. And somebody emailed me a question about this. Now, <clears throat> I want to just take a minute to talk about it. You know, because the charts show us many, many things. They show us our karma. They show us our dharma. They show us our work. They show us what's fun for us, what brings us joy, what brings us unhappiness. And actually, Heather Roan Wobbins, Mark Woltz, and I are teaching a workshop on March 10th about this in here in New York. So sign up for it. It's on the Internet. It's on my website. Um, it's not. It's a really good workshop, and we've done these before, and this one has... Uh, you know, how do you find these things in your chart? How do you find joy? How do you find success? What are your hidden talents? What are you here to do? And we all do have a path, <coughs> and we all have a purpose. But the, uh, and so we'll be talking about how to work with those and find those, or figure them out for your clients if you if you read, read, do study astrology and read for other people. Um, but but in this case, let's talk just briefly about the idea. So whatever, you know, you come in with a job, you incarnate into your chart, you're a transit in the sky when your parents had you, and you arrive, and you incarnate that moment. And then you move forward in your life, and you ripen over time. We all know we progress, we have solar returns, we have secondary solar arcs, <clears throat> we, we grow. We even have tertiary progressions. And there's all different ways to look at where you are in your growth path right what the purpose of your life is is defined by the sun that's how you're supposed to shine so you look at that and you find your sun in your chart that's how i'm supposed to shine what house is it living in that's where it likes to shine right that's where it kind of hangs out and has fun then you look to find the leo house what house is ruled by leo because that's where it's supposed to shine so where it lives kind of like a job it's supposed to commute over to the house of Leo and shine over there and then commute back to the house it lives in and hang out there because that's where it really feels natural. So we, we watch to see where the Leo sun is or the Leo house is. Now, when the nodes of fate every 19 years go through Leo, um, they course correct us. So we don't get this correction once much but every 19 years. And a lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, yeah, I drank for 19 years and I sobered up or I was married or I had a job for 19 years. And when you're hearing that, when you're 19, you're hearing the nodes of fate. So last May, the north node went into Leo. And um, it said, okay, now you're supposed to do your fate. You're supposed to do your purpose here on Earth. And we're going to be doing it until November. And then the nodes, right at Election Day, interestingly, the north node shifts out of Leo into cancer um and you know for those of us who get excited about the president he has a north node in leo so he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do <laughs> even if we may not like it and we all have the north node in leo and we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing now the first part of the year last year saturn was in sagittarius saying to you what's your vision 
and you were all asked to come up with a vision. And then in December, Saturn went into Capricorn. He said, okay, now it's time to do the work to make the vision come true. And now the eclipses come, and they say, you know, we talked to you last May. We've been talking to you since last May that this is your vision. This is what you're supposed to do. This is the path. And uh, you're doing okay, but, you know, we noticed there's some stuff here you haven't quite cleared out, so let's help you. And that's what this eclipse is for. It's to say, no more dawdling, no more dawdling. We're clearing out the stuff you don't think you need or the things you think you need, and we know you don't. So it's kind of like going through your refrigerator and throwing away the food that's bad. I have a friend named Cecilia, and whenever she comes to my house, she smells the oils, and she she cleans up my friggin' refrigerator. She says, it was bad, it was bad. I'm like, you know, it might have been fermenting. You know, she's like, no, it's old. It's past its expiration date, Anne. I'm like, it's peanut butter. Peanut butter doesn't expire, and she throws it away anyway, right? So I want you to go through your refrigerators tonight, right, and think of it as a cosmic exercise. And anything that's expired, even if it's old, they all have expiration dates on it, and it might be a perfectly good-looking bottle of ketchup but I want you to throw away everything that's expired. And then this week, read all those labels as Mercury goes into the south node. Mercury's in Aquarius now. The manufacturer says it's expired. Let's believe them. It's expired. Throw it away. Go through your medicine cabinet. Anything that's expired in that medicine cabinet, throw it away. Go through your life. Anything that's expired in your life, you don't have to throw it away. You can donate it to the housing works but you really need to let it go. And you need to say, it's okay for me to let this go because where I let go of something, I create space for new things to come in. Plus, this is not serving me. It's expired. It needs to be released, thrown away, let go. And that's really the most important thing you can do this week and next week as we lead up to that new moon eclipse in Aquarius. Because this eclipse in Aquarius is the companion to the eclipse in August when we all went, oh, wow, and now we have, that was on the north node of invitation to change. This one's on the south node saying, you got to get rid of it by then because we're starting up, we're pushing, we're pushing. And, of course, the node of fate is in Leo through November, so we're going to get the call. But you got to be ready to go. you got to have your suitcase. The cab's coming. The limo's waiting. We're moving out. We're moving out on the, on the, on the 15th. And we've been talking, we've been looking at it, and so your job is, what's expired? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to pack up to be ready to roll on the new moon on the south node of fate that is very much about powering up the north node that we had last summer when uh, we had that big old eclipse running across the middle of the country? And, you know, we do say our country's divided and we do all that hoo-ha. That's all true. But this eclipse set is very potent because they're tying the need. Remember, Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. So Saturn is actually telling you, you're done with this. You don't really need this anymore. This is really finished. And it's not everything in your life, but the stuff that's finished, we have to say, you know, it's kind of finished. I'm kind of done with it. And what it then does is it frees you because you've let it go. And this is talking, you know, this is me talking. And, you know, I have friends who volunteer to put a dumpster outside my window on 72nd Street and throw things out my apartment window to help me get rid of stuff. So I hang on to a lot of stuff. (laughs) But this is really, it's really clearing. It's really 
it's really about release, 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 freedom, 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 and vision, 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 because it helps us get. Now, I don't want you to lend your energy to negative things, right? Because and, and when you lend to a negative thing, it depletes you. It's kind of like if you eat bad food or, you, you know, you drink a cocktail and you get a headache and you're just not so functional the next day. We're not entering energy. We're not lending energy to anything bad. What we're going to do is we're going to end, lend energy to our passions, to the things that inspire us. And we're going to move towards those rather than the things that are not so good. right? And, 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 and really, whatever we lend energy to, whatever we feed gets bigger. So when someone says to you, bah, 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 and you go, you know what, I don't want to spend any energy in that. I'd rather spend my energy over here. Now, you may still have to spend a little energy in the next week and a half or so till we get to that new moon, but I really want you thinking about where you're spending your energy. How are you spending your precious life? And if you're spending it on stuff you don't like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go to the stuff you do like. Give it permission to go to the do-likes. And then everything is happy. And you live happily ever after, which who doesn't want a happily ever after? or a happily better than you are now. And maybe you're perfectly happy now. That's great. Still, send energy to the stuff you want to create, the love, the thing you love. All we have, as Patrick Swayze says to Molly at the end of the movie, all we have, Molly, is the love. That's what we get to take with us. The rest of the hoo-ha, we have to leave it behind. But what we loved and what we grew and what we were passionate about, that becomes the seeds, that becomes the moon in the next chart, the next chart in our next incarnation. That's why it's important to do what you love because you get a good moon next time around. You know how important those moons are. All right, so let's talk about the week. It's a one-page week, <laughs> but don't make that fool you. That We had a one-page week a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty potent, but it is a one-page week. Um, and what we have this week is the moon is in Libra right now as we're speaking and has a closing aspect of an opposition to Uranus. So it's a little bit of a struggle tomorrow in the morning because the opposition's to Uranus. And it goes void at 1.46 p.m. And then it's void all afternoon, entering Scorpio at 10.56 p.m. Since Scorpio late Monday night, these are all Eastern times, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, big Scorpio moon, goes void at 2.18 in the morning with a square to Venus. Now, moon in Scorpio squaring lovely Venus in Aquarius is an overdoing aspect, but moon Venus squares generally aren't bad. But they're, you know you can tend to spend a little more money than you meant. They can tend to go a little bit bigger than you thought it would. There's a little element of overdoing, but not necessarily horrible. Then the moon is void in the morning from 2.16 a.m. to 8.53 a.m. 8.53, moon goes into Sag on Thursday morning. It's in Sag all day Thursday, all day Friday. And then it goes void at 11.38 a.m. on Saturday the 10th. And it goes void with a trine to Uranus because it's a fire sun, fire moon, and it's trining Uranus in a fire sign. Then the moon is void Saturday afternoon all day. Uh, it's void from 11.38 till 9.21 p.m. And then it goes into Cappy. It's in Capricorn on 9.28. It's in Capricorn all day the 11th and all day the 12th, going void at uh, 
6.43 a.m. on the 13th with a square to Uranus. So moon square Uranus, not so much fun. That's the Capricorn moon on Saturday night, all day Sunday, Monday next week, the 12th. And then we go into Mardi Gras and uh, Ash Wednesday and Shrove Tuesday and Chinese New Year and a whole bunch of hoo-ha coming up next week. But this week, it's a one-pager, and it's a releasing week. Um, and the aspects generally are separating. You know, the moon opposite Uranus is separating. The moon Venus square can be separating. You know, you're making a choice between do I keep this, do I throw it in the garbage? Venus in Aquarius, moon in Scorpio. And then the Sag moon, definitely kind of a an aspect of moving things along with the trine to Uranus. Doesn't mean that you're throwing it away, but you're maybe moving it to a new pile. And then Sunday, Monday, Next week is separating, getting rid of stuff. So the energy's got a lot of departure components to it. And, of course, we are waning. We are stuff on the south node. uh, And so the combo there kind of kicks up the story. So the sun this week runs uh, from uh, 20... It runs... uh, Hang on one second. It runs from 20... Oh, dear. It really is a one-page week, isn't it? It runs from, sorry about that, the 5th. Runs from 17 Aquarius. My sun issue starts on, it's like I only have three days of a sun aspect. It really is a a one-page week. Okay, so the sun aspect goes from uh, from 17 to 23. uh, And it does have a semi-sextile to Pluto on the 8th, which is a lot about making choices around how to proceed and being perhaps not quite able to see everything you need to see, but it does have a forward motion component. Then the sun is semi-square, which is a 45, a stressful energy on February 10th. So semi-squares provoke us or produce in us a sense that we want to do something, but we really can't. Then the sun is square Jupiter. This again happens once a year. So the sun is square Jupiter at 22. Scorpio, encouraging expansion, new ideas, abundance, and, of course, possible overdoing. And that takes place on the 10th, next Saturday. And then it is sextile Eris, which is the little cranky girl. So the sun in Aquarius feeds the cranky girl Eris and says, okay, how does this have to evolve? And that's going to happen on February 11th. Mercury runs this week from 10 to 15, and he's slowing down because he's going to have a station pretty soon. And he's zipping along, um, and he is parallel to the sun, which is communicating in an intense, passionate way. On the 6th, he's opposite series. So he's saying, okay, well, what do we have to do to get this to work? He has a quintile on the 7th to Eris, suggesting if he harnesses his inner angry voice, he can maybe get some stuff done. And that is a good day for fights, the 7th, and because of the Mercury and the Mars aspect that day. Um, and then we also have uh, him entering the node of fate on the 9th at 10.29 a.m. So Friday the 9th uh, is a big fight day and a big release day, and a big ending day, and a big firing day, and a big quitting day, where people are like, dun, 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 dun. Uh, Mercury is parallel, Pallas Athena, 
at 10th on the, the 9th, which is being very strategic about things. And he's also paralleled Jupiter, which is a lot about connection, community, and relationship. So that's Mercury's busy bee. And then Venus is uh, getting out of Aquarius this week. She goes from 21 Aquarius to 0 Pisces. And in her Aquarian mode, she's going to square um, Jupiter. Uh, and that can be a good or a bad thing. You know, Venus is in Aquarius squaring Jupiter and Scorpio. You know, they can have some fooling around energy, but it's definitely not, you know, she's kind of not in the mood, even though Jupiter, of course, always is. Uh, Venus is sextile Eris, so she's kind of pushing a little bit on the angry feminine on the 5th. Um, and Venus is also quintile Athena, which kind of stirs up some stuff. And Venus is sextile uh, Uranus. Um, so those are all really potent, strong feminine energies working with Venus. So even though the moon is kind of home alone, Venus, our warrior goddess, is out there in Aquarius attracting others. And then uh, she goes into Pisces on the 10th. Um, which is, I believe, Saturday, and she shifts focus. So when she's in Pisces, she's in the sign of her exaltation, and she's very happy there. She really likes Pisces a lot. Um, and so we shift on the end of the week. So this week is all seeing stuff. And then on Saturday, when she goes into Pisces, it's a very sentimental time, and it's emotionally um, emotionally whole. When We really want to stand in emotional wholeness. I know I'm going to, uh, you know, those of you who are longtime listeners, I used to have a radio show with my friend Mary Fitzpatrick, <clears throat> and her memorial service is on the 10th. So I will be going to that and probably crying a bit, but also remembering all the fun time we had doing that show. Um, so it is an emotional day that uh, Saturday because of the shift of Venus into Pisces. Um, and then Mars is, you know, under 10 degrees of Sag, and he doesn't have a whole lot to do. He's got a little argument with his with his sister, Eris. Um, so that can be a sibling rivalry or a sibling argument or just kind of a cranky crabby and, and a little volatile, I will warn you, on February 8th, where people are just a little more over the top than they normally are. And it's stress, but takes action. So you do want to kind of be aware, and it is on the world access point, meaning it will be a public event that people will notice. If it's in your life, you'll notice it. In other people's lives, they'll notice it. On the world stage, we'll all notice it. And then later in the week, we have Mars uh, trine, I'm sorry, Mars trine series, and which is all about, you know, how do we nurture things and get back in good with and one of the things that you want to think about, because I think it's real important this week, um, is if you're doing something with someone and they get a little crazy and they start throwing mean words at you or saying mean things to you, you do not have to persist. Nevertheless, she persisted. You can say, you know what, I don't think I want to work with you. I think I'm going to claim back my time and I'm going to go use it somewhere else. Um, you know, it. we often feel we have to do the full amount of something for it to count as beauty or as, you know, whatever we were thinking it was going to be. So with Mars trining the series, this is 
also talking to us about our creative vision for our life and what it is. And so that's an important component. Uh, This week, Jupiter also squares Juno, the planet of marriage and partnership, which puts the partnerships to a bit of a test. And Saturn is trying Pallas Athena. And that that test is going to happen on the 5th. Saturn is trying Pallas Athena. So it's not like it's a bad partnership. It's a good partnership. But perhaps it can be better. If we take a little more strategic approach or we give it a different spin or we try and do something else with it that makes it a little bit more potent or more workable. And remember, Pallas Athena is in Taurus, so she really is focusing on practical ways of making it better. And, you know, there's always a way to make something better. You know, it's, uh, well, not always, but 99.99%. It can be just tweaked a little bit. And so that's what the what the planets want to do this week. It's going to say, you know, it's perfectly good the way it is, but if you just did this, and I don't want you to, if that happens, I don't want you to take it as a criticism. You know, so often, so often now when people say, well, you know, it's good, but if you, you just did this, it would be better. Or they just criticize. If it's straight criticism, thank them for their criticism. Tell them you'll think about it. But if they're really looking to earnestly help you and help you improve or help you understand, which does happen, Kind of listen with a different ear, or listen with a you know with your defenses down, rather than immediately jumping in and judging. And I will tell you, it's going to be a little hard because everybody's feeling pretty judgmental. <clears throat> All these planets are in, you know, signs that may have opinions, <laughs> and so the world's full of judgmental people. But I want you to take a moment and, and kind of think and say, well, if that's their path, you know, and they're doing their path. Who am I to judge? And I'm not going to say you can't judge. I'm just saying to refrain or to pause or to think about judgment in its context rather than in its reality, right? So go back to the contextual version of judgment. Leave the reality out and let it speak to you. Let it work with you. Let it give you some additional information rather than leaning in or leaping in to fix. Take some time to listen to it, to have it speak to you, and then to have you go, okay, I got it. I get it. I'm in. And if you can do that, that is one of the greatest things you can do this week, is that resting taking a second, taking a second breath, thinking about it, and then saying, do I want to add my energy to this? Or do I want to put my energy towards something that I can contribute to and that I really want to have grow? And I hope you'll then go, I want to contribute to the grow, and the grow looks like this, and that's where I'm going to go spend my time. Vesta aspects the nodes of fate on the 5th, which is always helpful. Um, Hopefully the house will be done on the 5th. It's getting along. It's getting along. We're quite to the point of hanging pictures, and we still have to figure the lamp over the table, but it's really, you know, it's coming along. So for all of you else out there revising your homes and apartments, Vesta on the nodes is a great day to sell your house, release your house, get out of your house, send your house off to the cleaners, (laughs) or the rugs in your house off to the cleaners. Um, because Vesta is shifting. And then last but not least, uh, Juno wants to partner with a little bit of passion. So I want you to think about where your passion is. 
and is Juno sextiles Eris on February 5th, February 7th, she invites us, which is Wednesday, she invites us to think about what our passion is and, more importantly, how we want to find it, how we want to follow it, how we want to feed with it, how we want to work with it. As I Right before I came on here, uh, there was I was on Facebook doing some stuff because I, I, I have Facebook obligations. Can you believe that? <laughs> I signed up for Astrology Hub to work on their – I did their podcast – and I have to answer Facebook questions. So I've been out there answering Facebook questions. It's kind of a lot of questions. Um, but I was on there, and there was a quote by Wayne Dwyer, which is, don't feed the thing you don't want to have grow. Don't it, If you hang out with the thing you don't want to have grow, it gets bigger and it saps your energy. Feed the thing you really want to grow. And I want you to think about that. You know, it's like we, we only have so much time. And, of course, Saturn makes us think about the time. <clears throat> and the nodes of fate take people out of our lives and make us go, wow, they died too, or they left too, or they're gone too. And we realize we don't have a lot of time. And so this week, as the nodes of fate are releasing, taking people from our lives, taking situations from our lives, ending things, I want you to look towards where you want to spend your next adventure and kind of focus on that as you're getting rid of the stuff you're letting go. And if you can do that, that will really help. And also really giving yourself permission to have little rituals of burial and say, okay, thank you so much, you wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm going to recycle you and send you to Housing Works. Thank you so much, you wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm going to recycle you and put you in the, in the, in the, uh, in the laundry room where the, li- the reading library is. Thank you so much. You know, all those things, that's all good. That all helps. And that gets us forward. And on that note, the British lady is telling me I'm done. So I'm going to wish you all a great week and encourage you to sign up for the webinar, or not the webinar, the online, the in-person class that Heather, Mark, and I are uh, hosting on March 11th and 10th, that weekend, the first weekend in March. And happy eclipse. Remember, it is eclipse season. Everybody's being eclipsed. So if they're a little crabby near you or they're crying or you're crying, all totally normal, all part of the release. Bye-bye.